0: big hello to listeners. Thank you for joining us today. We are talking about all kinds of things because that's what happens so Talk With Me. This is Marcia Epstein. This is LawrenceHits.com. This is the show Talk With Me where I say we're at the intersection of art and mental health and people say, what's that? And I say, it's because art really is about real life. You know, it's about real life, good stuff, hard stuff, how we get through it, And one of the things that I have learned is that one huge way that people get through things is with their art. It's come up spontaneously from so many people I know who do different kinds of creating and performing that it's really their art that helps them clarify what's going on in life. And it's what helps them connect with people. And then in the audience, people in the audience go, wow, I'm not alone. This is so cool. It's such great stuff. And so today is a guest who is known for certain art around this Midwest area, the art of drag. And I will introduce you as Nathan Stitt and Ms. Amanda Love. And we'll see where we go. Welcome.
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad we get to do this. I'm yes. sorry you're not feeling very well.
1: Yeah. Just like we like organize this and then three days before, here, have a cold.
0: Aww.
1: Happy Fourth of July. I'm like, no!
0: And did you uh, perform last night?
1: Warm last fun. night. Yeah. I uh, I avoided drinking during it uh-huh. because, A, trying to get healthier and I had to get up and come do this. So I was like, up late, but up and awake at least. Yeah. So, yeah. performed last night. It was fun.
0: And so tell people a little bit about you.
1: You twos.
0: However you want to do that. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, Nathan is, just had a birthday last month, 29 years old, originally from Clay Center, Kansas, moved to Lawrence, going on nine years ago, it'll be nine in like August, but, uh, otherwise Miss Amanda has been, uh, performing and building a career for the last five years, and, uh. I don't know. We uh, produces a show every Thursday. Which is a huge thing to do a show every week. Every week. We started three years ago in July, which we'll talk about that, I hope.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, We did a show in July, and then they asked us to come back in October. And then after October's success, they're like, can you do – One for like Christmas and one for Valentine's Day. And I was like, yeah. Like I was not going to say no at that point. Right. But uh, December happened. They're like, do you just want to do one a month?
0: All right.
1: And so, yeah. And about a year after that, uh, I was like, hey, you've asked if I want to do more. I do want to do another one. So we started doing two a month. Uh And then the beginning of... This year, so start of 2017, we went up to three a month. And then the start of this summer, Tanya, the the manager owner at Jazz, I was like, You show every Thursday? Let's just do every Thursday. And I was like, Yes. All right. So we now have a show every Thursday. They're all different. Uh-huh. I mean, they're similar in the fact that, like, when I'm hosting, I. Don't have a lot of new jokes all the time. Yeah. I do a lot of improv as well. But each one brings something different uh-huh. and a different style and a different cast.
0: Yeah.
1: But last night's was the bangers ball, which is every first Thursday of the month. <clears throat> and then uh next week is our newest one, which is our drag king. That I have, who uh, does every show, Nova Kane. He hosts this show called Nova Kane's Panty Party, because all of them have kind of an entendre name or Uh dirty name. But this will be his second month hosting it, and he's got his own cast picked out. I'll be in the show, but like, I won't be introducing everybody. Like, I can kind of roam around and hang out when I'm not performing. Uh Uh, But his second one, and then. The third Thursday of the month is the shit show, which is the one we started from the get go. <laughs> it's edited on the posters. But, I mean, that's what it is. It's a Thursday, Thursday shit show. Which, yeah, it's, it's a fun little. <laughs> and then the last Thursday of the month is the showcase showdown, which is my open talent show. Uh, basically, I don't book people for it. It's I show up as close to 9 o'clock as I can. I run late. It happens. (laughs) But people can sign up. An artist thing. Right. Yes. Like, we'll still do the show. But uh, I have anyone, everybody. I've had people from Wichita come up, Kansas City area, and, of course, local uh, aspiring drag performers, ones that are like, I just want to do it once or whatever. Um, When I used to do at the jackpot we had – I had a magician come before, I have had people who just come and sing. I'd like more of that because it's, yes, I'm a drag queen and I have drag performers in it. And it's an opportunity for drag performers to get a, a chance to perform, but it's an open show. I don't wanna like exclude and be like, no, you're cisgender and you identify that way and you look that way, you can't perform in my show. No. like.
0: Well, and that my just sense, alienates because people. of two of the people I know, Taryn Charles and Michael Deeker, is that yes. sometimes performances are not specifically drag, other kinds
1: of Right. Things.
0: They might involve, involve costumes, but but not. Right. Either. Well, I don't know if there's such a thing as traditional drag. I, that's, yeah. It's it, and an oxymoron. But it, it, an oxymoron.
1: <laughs> and that's expanding a lot uh-huh. with what is drag. And, and there are people who are like, I don't know if you call it purists, because I think they're wrong. When they go, this is how drag is, and this is the only way it could be. And then there are ones that go, I'm a drag right now, and I'm wearing a tank top and shorts and a hat. And I'm like, what's the line? But does there need to be? Mm-hmm. By all accounts, it's changed performance. If you want to be like a female illusionist, which is more scientific of a term for what I do, mm-hmm. where I'm like, I put on a persona of a, of a over-exaggerated female mm-hmm. with the makeup and the making myself have an hourglass figure and giving myself boobs, but I contour them to make them look bigger and-
0: (laughs) (laughs) And pad your hips.
1: Pad my hips, wear the the high heels and that's where I do female impersonation, but there are queens that don't do all those extra things, Mm -hmm. but still do like female makeup, a little more on the androgynous, David Bowie, Prince kind of look, Uh where you're like, I can tell you're more of a man but like you're so pretty Mm -hmm. who knows Mm -hmm. by all accounts how many supermodels out there are so skinny that they don't have large breasts right right. that's how you don't call them a man or go maybe you are a guy no yeah there there are female impersonators who can pull that off and do it yeah i'm not gonna tell them they're not doing drag
0: it's Part of what I think about there's there actually so many things I'm thinking about, but part of what I think about is my guess is way back when when we believed in a gender binary, drag was a certain thing, right? Because you were either male or you were female, and you were either dressing as a female or you were dressing as a male, and that, this,
1: that. yeah, it and was. That's
0: not how we view the
1: world anymore. It was. Right? It was definitely. A, a punk rock fuck you to the gender binary uh-huh. but it was I think because it was it was easy to just jump to the far like I'm gonna automatically go male to female even though we're trying to break it
0: mm-hmm.
1: because it was the first thing mm-hmm. like well, you can't start in the middle you have to go kind of the furthest mm-hmm. when you're just exploring it and yeah. dealing with it I mean also the like early days of drag and I mean Shakespeare and stuff like that, like theater stuff. Mm -hmm. It was, you were trying to pass as the opposite gender because females couldn't perform on stage. So they say Shakespeare invented it. At least he would write drag as dress as girl. I've heard that's not exactly true, but it's a common like conception or, or, uh, an uh idea, <laughs> yeah, that, that the term drag came from how he would describe a character because, like, he couldn't have females in it. Which, mm-hmm. like, was it Shakespeare and Love or whatever? They kind of play with the idea that that happened, but that's where definitely it would start way back then where drag meant you had to look like a woman and pass as a woman, mm-hmm. and now it's. I don't got to do what you tell me to do.
0: Right, which is, again, a reflection, I think, on where we are in general with issues of sex, sexuality, gender identity, and that all of those things are different. You know, gender, as you know, but our listeners, you know, yeah. gender identity is different from sexual orientation. Right. It can be, you know, have nothing to do with sex of gender assigned at birth. and And it doesn't mean just male or just female, and it doesn't mean just anything because there certainly are people who, whose experience is very fluid and sometimes I'm, this is how I, I need to be, and this is other times, this right. is how I need to be. So it's all really complicated and, and to me, of, of course, that means that drag has more diversity than it probably did just right. throughout in the 1950s when America was great. I just had to say that, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Um, Right. So drag is different, and I want to say something. Okay, so so I have only been to a wee bit of one of your shows because yeah. I, I got the time wrong. Well, so, but that, okay. no, no, that's not what I want to say. What I want to say is my experience of being at the jazz house on a night for a Ms. Amanda show was that what I saw unfold was to me that you create a safe space for people to be who they are. And I was looking around at the audience as people were coming in as well as the people who were there to perform. And I was seeing diversity in terms of skin color, gender presentation, sort of mannerisms. And what I was thinking about is how cool and important that is because my sense was people come there, yeah, to have a good time, but part of having a good time is I can be who I am and I don't have to just be the certain way that people expect and I'm not gonna be harassed here because I don't look like every other person looks and that's an amazing gift.
1: Thank you, Uh, I'm gonna hop on the, the, when I make Facebook events, I always put that the event starts earlier than it does because, like myself, I run late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when people go, oh, I'm supposed to be there at 10? Dang it, I'm going to miss it. And then they show up at 10.30. I'm like, we're going to start here in five minutes. Glad you're here. Ah, no, definitely Uh, the space that the Jazz House and hopefully myself provide, absolutely. I want it to be as, as open and safe as possible. Um, We had, like, when I first moved here, nine years ago, there wasn't a specific gay bar, like, that, like, openly advertised that way. Uh, when I first got here, the Granada had a once a month dance party that at the time it was Chris and Allies, now it's Spectrum on campus, mm-hmm. organized. Um, and so I went to that the first time. What? Two dudes dancing together. I've never seen it. Uh, and then the the chateau opened. Uh, Dave and Sue, the owners, opened it and provided a space. And I would say I grew up in it. I was twenty when I went there. And uh, the six plus years that it was open, um, definitely provided on Wednesdays a place to grow, a place to be yourself. I mean, it had its downfalls, and and clearly it's it. It had to shut down, so it had business problems that way. Uh, But there wasn't a spot anymore. And as I was wanting to, of course, make a drag show spot, I knew that it was going to turn into that. I mean, when I I approached Tanya about creating the show, I let her know, like, I'm not looking to make this is a gay place, but provide when it is, it will be mm-hmm. like if you look at any of the posters, any of the advertising, especially the, the, the very first show, I never said anything about gay. I never said anything about LGBT because I wanted the space for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we get, we get 50% straight people. Um, but as people come in, absolutely, the the bar staff and everybody has been super supportive and allows anybody to be who they want to be in there. <clears throat> um, I let people know they can absolutely be who they want to be. Um, I mean, I've never told the bar. I just announce on the, the microphone, use whatever bathroom you want. Mm-hmm. By accounts. I'm two sixty. If somebody really has a problem, they won't be there anymore. <laughs> uh, and, like, not that, like, violence is the answer, but I don't want people to feel like they can't come. Mm-hmm. I want to... I don't know. Like, it, it's, it's not like I, I set out to create that, but now that it's... It has its popularity, and there are people who can come. I realize my responsibility to make it as safe as possible. Um, I mean, I don't like when I when I book performers. I try to like have diversity. Like, I book queens of color and 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 whatnot. A because I enjoy them. Like the person who's performing, I don't look at them and go, that was a great girl that was black. No, I go, that was a great performer who happens to be of color. Yeah. I'm going to put them in my show. Mm-hmm. I think vice versa, that allows people of color to go, hey, there's this yeah, exactly. person on stage that's performing that is of color. I can relate on that level that way. Yeah. Um, like I'm a, a white male of privilege. So I can't always like understand I can sympathize or empathize or you know what's the difference between the two words I don't remember (laughs) but we definitely want to create that space and through the performers and then just I I try to teach the girls or girls or guys or whoever's in my shows my uh, them uh, to be friendly and mingle with everybody because a, it helps them get tips and, and have a good time, but it does make everyone feel inclusive. And mm-hmm. the reason we have bigger crowds is because people come back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if we don't mingle with them and and show them a safe space and a good time, mm-hmm. they won't. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have people who show up that I'm like, I don't know how you found out about this. I had a, a guy come in last night Older gentleman, I would say probably over 40, and 10.30 at night is not the the time that generally people over the age of, I don't know how old he was, he had some salt and pepper hair, a larger black man, came in, sat down by himself, sat close to the stage, and in my head, my first thought was, maybe he doesn't know what he's doing, (laughs) and that was judgment on my part. Turns out... He was friends with one of the performers who was a first-timer at my show last night. Bought me a shot. Had a great time. I don't know who's going to show up. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be walking down the street going to the show. <gasps> When's the show? Oh, my gosh. Who are you? Yeah. And so we get people of all, like, ages, creeds, colors. And I haven't had any complaints in a while. So I think we're doing something right.
0: Very cool. So I'm gonna let you take a sip, but I know that a big reason we're talking now is because third year,
1: three years,
0: anniversary coming up. Cool.
1: Yes, very excited about that. Um, I kind of try to, while having fun on stage, it's hard for me to not just kind of go into like, you guys not realize how special this is. Uh, Three years. I mean, there's always the joke that, like, in in homosexual relationships, three years is, like, 20. Like, they, they don't always last. Things like this don't last that long. Like, Chateau was open for six years. It's not there anymore. No, I'm not in the six years, but they only had a drag show there that was consistent for a year and a half while I was doing drag. They would do ones once in a while, but they don't exist. Skivies, which is the bar that was in Topeka, it closed down a year ago in March. So, like, Topeka doesn't have anything. Like, Scalibur was in Junction City when I was growing up in Clay Center. So, like, narrow way. We all knew what it was. It shut down about three, four years ago. So, like, the areas of Junction City, Manhattan, they don't have anything. They're not able to keep anything going. Wichita has several gay bars, but they've also had several closed down. Kansas City has the main one since I've been there, but I've heard stories of different bars like, oh, we miss Tutsis, oh, we miss this place. No, we're not a gay bar, but to be able to have a show last this long. I mean, I've lost money on it. Have I made money at this point? Depends on (laughs) if you count when I've lost money years ago. Uh, but I don't walk out of there being able to pay my rent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But to be able to, to add more shows because the bar supports it, to have people come where I'm able to pay the girls what I promise them. Girls, anybody. I always say girls as an as a umbrella term. But uh, to last this long mm-hmm. and build it to every week mm-hmm. is – an impressive feat, yeah. Like before, RuPaul's Drag Race three years would be even more impressive, but we're not RuPaul's Drag Girls. I can't afford them. <laughs> so to have a local small event last this long is impressive, yeah.
0: and especially because at least again, you know, I've only experienced part of one night. Right, but but that that attitude that you're talking about and that I experienced of everybody's welcome right and so it's it's different i'm going to say this which is very different i i love brandon eisman and i right. love that he does transformations right and i know that the best of lawrence thing the, the deja brooks that the drag uh, brunches at miscellies yeah. are a huge hit and and Brandon did the sweet
1: thing of Deja reading Rainbow like the Lord's Prayer. Right.
0: I and wish it, I could have Brandon done that. Eisman is awesome. They,
1: they and, uh, and his, I work Sundays. I was like, I had was in touch with them and I just couldn't. Yeah. They can do it on a Friday.
0: And and I'm also going to say that's, that's sort <laughs> of a, a different atmosphere, a different crowd. Right. And and so what you're doing to me, th- those things are both are are part of this. You know, what is drag in 2017? Right. And differences. But for me, yours is this very inclusive space. Right. You know, it's not only for people who already can afford very elegant, expensive clothes and all this stuff that goes for that style of drag. Right. And it's not only for people who are there to be entertained in a theater, or music kind of way. It's also people who are there at the jazz house because they feel good being there. Right. They, they like the people that they're around. And and as I say this again, I love Brandon and he right. does. And and I'm not dissing that in any way. No. Right? So I hope it didn't come across as that. What I'm saying is that they're complementary and different experiences. My sense is what you're doing is even harder because in a lot of ways it's it's less traditional, m- might be more. Challenging for some people to appreciate, you know, who are who are thinking, I don't know what this is. I don't feel comfortable, as opposed to those people who go, I don't know who exactly I am, but I love being here because I I am who I am. And these people are who they are, and this is way cool.
1: Right, uh, I uh, Brandon does do a lot of good work. The the transformations thing is great, and the fact they did the lead center this year is yeah mind-boggling um yeah a lot of the stuff that that deja uh brandon does i know is is at least with transformations is like charity yeah oriented uh the the brunches not so much as far as i know uh but to a certain extent it can be a little easier when you only do one of those every three months yeah cause
0: doing any art event every week is, is a right. lot of effort. I know that from the art events that I do that are yeah. not every week. And it's, it's a lot of work.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, it's easy to go, well, I went to this for, cause it's a charity thing, but like charity doesn't mean raising money for somebody. I mean, when I can give people the opportunity to be comfortable and, And have that safe space Uh i'm also like that's just for the audience Uh like like an emotional charity i'm giving them Uh we have like call it dance but basically yeah we play music when the show's over gives them a chance to dance they don't have to go to to other bars here in town that are straight oriented that you know when you walk by four dudes in Polos that are muscular and Sam bra and, and there's just like even at my size where I go, I could fit in and I could walk by you and I could have a conversation, uh-huh. still doesn't mean I'm comfortable.
0: Right.
1: Um, so to provide that, I feel like is a service and a, and a charity to the people of Lawrence. Uh-huh. Um as well as the people who are artistic and want that, like open, like space to do that. I mean, there are some karaoke nights around town. There's not very many anymore. But if you don't sing, then you're not going to do karaoke. There, there isn't a chance to get on stage, especially in a gen- gender bending uh-huh. opportunity. Uh-huh. So. To give, give an artist that chance is charity to them. So, and to do it every week is just, I don't like, I plan it and I have to turn in a poster two weeks in advance. And, but that makes it hard when you go, okay, what am I doing this week for myself for this show? And then I get a text going, hey, do you have the poster for two weeks? And I go, Oh shit! I gotta think. Of it. Like when I'm not at my boy job, it's drag and it's it's producing these shows uh-huh. and the the work that that goes into it is intense and it's yeah. yeah. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like yeah, there, there's there's other when I started this three years ago, other than the chateau was still open. There weren't anything else. Uh Uh, chateau closed. We really didn't like see like a peak of like people coming. It was still pretty regular group, and once in a while you get like a big show. If I got like a cast that like people liked more than one. Like sometimes I don't know. Like I'm like, I love this person. Doesn't mean they relate with the audience or maybe they like. Don't realize they wanted to see them until they actually see them and then next time kind of thing. But we didn't know it wasn't until about the beginning of this year that we really started to see a consistent audience show up that was good. Uh-huh. Um, but we still were around. It wasn't until after Chateau and then I mean Brandon was already doing transformations, but he started to do his brunches. Uh-huh. Then all of a sudden, earlier this year, the bottlenecks started to advertise doing a gay night on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Some of these places didn't have anything. right? And are re- I, I honestly believe they're realizing there is a community out there that I've already tapped into. Mm-hmm. And to a certain extent, I feel like, not that they need to say thank you, but I'll say you're welcome. Like, uh-huh. you're able to see... There's there's people here that need this. Yeah. And and Wednesdays aren't always the best night. Thursdays aren't always the best night for people. Sunday morning brunch isn't always the best for people. So at least if we have an opportunity at some point. Yes. Of course I prefer Thursdays. (laughs) Come to Thursdays. But uh, I don't know if we'll ever get like a Friday or Saturday night here in town. Unless somebody opens a, this is a gay bar. That's what we cater to. And I don't know if we ever will. It'd uh-huh. uh, be a lot of strategic management, mm-hmm. which I've learned through trying to produce my show. Yeah, but I definitely would say I opened the doors and we got enough events kind of kicked off of mine.
0: Okay. Do you have a date in mind that will be the big celebration of three years?
1: July 20th.
0: Okay so, so and I'm not asking you for the theme or anything else but
1: just July no. 20th is going to be July 20th. Yeah, cuz it was it was July like 15th was like the first one. But it's now that it's always the shit show like each each week has a different name. It was the shit show to start with. So I was like three years third Thursday will be July 20th. <laughs> and we have the people in the show are a lot of people that influence either myself or the, sh- the, the the growth of shows here in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, for my birthday show in, in June, I did a lot of comedy girls because I was like, this is my show. I'm going to do it for me. Uh, but this one I want to be, like, kind of give back and throw back. So, of course, I have my Drag King, Noah King, and all my shows. But when he came on, he was bringing – Lots of you, like we're talking would fill up half the crowd, when the crowd's only forty people, that's still twenty. He was definitely helping pay for a lot of performers, and mm-hmm. and has continued to, to the point that like, Pete, when like, the very random times Nova can't be in a show, they're like, but where is he? Like I ha- I have girls that are like, who is he though? <laughs> like, uh, and so I have to have Noah Kane. Um, I have two girls that were key essential people in my Bangers Ball show when it started. Uh, Brett Cheyenne and Raven Jade Bondu, uh formerly Claire Whitney. So if people go, who's that? I don't know her. Yes, should do. Same girl. Got a different last name. Uh, but really, when the Bangers Ball started, they were a consistent group. They were up and coming, and they had a lot of young friends that they were bringing and packing the house. Who then go, "Oh, we like this. Oh, you have more than one a week or of a month. Let's go check out the thing." Honestly, the Bangers Ball show became more popular first. It's I considered it the show that was able to kick off the rest of it. Okay. Like I did the shit show first. Bangers Ball brought people in, and then we're like, "Let's check out the other ones." Uh, so I was like, I wanted to have them too. They were key essential performers that got off the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Brianna Jade, who's from Manhattan. Uh, she has been supportive of me well before I had my own shows, back when we would perform at Skibby's Together or uh, Chateau a couple times. times. Uh, she hasn't always been able to like come to shows because of different reasons, but anytime I ask, she answers right away. Anytime she's available, she lets me know. So I wanted to have her. Uh, unfortunately, she wasn't able to do my very first show, but she was. She was one that I always wanted the very first time. So I wanted to make sure she was at this one.
0: So you've hand selected people for their role in these three years. It sounds like right. Yeah, cool.
1: I have. Molten Decadence coming, who's uh, a very popular queen in the Kansas City area. Uh, she wasn't my very first show, and wanted to bring her in because I, I just like I what like that me? nostalgia. Molten Decadence. Molten Decadence. Whoa, hot. Oh, oh, she's delicious. <laughs> she bringing me a wig too. Girl. I can't wait. It's this big. Like y'all can't see my arms, but oh, I'm so excited. But yeah, she's she's. Beautiful. She does a. Uh, she's kind of exploring the the a burlesque side of drag. Uh-huh. So like she has a chest plate, which means it's like a silicone breasts. Uh-huh. And so like you can wear costumes and they look real. Uh-huh. And so like you put some pasties on it and you reveal. It. So it's a lot of fun. Like uh-huh. I love I love Molten and where even from when I know her when she was way more polished than me even to start with, and how much more polished she is than me now but like to see where she's transitioned in three years, but uh, excited to have her. And then my last performer is Andy Chambers, who's an amazing makeup artist in Kansas city. Uh, if you see any pictures of girls from Kansas city, especially like pageant girls, more than likely the makeup they did, he did. And, uh, he performs, he's a sister of perpetual indulgence, which I can explain that later. Uh, but he, he has a beard and, but like the makeup he does is a very club kid and the beard always ends up being a bright neon color and the face is real white and big eyes and like a bunch of brooches and very like taking it old school, but like nothing you've ever seen before. But when I first met him, he was a judge at this hamburger Mary's competition that I somehow got in. And after the show, he came up to me and goes, "I like this, like look where you did this '90s stuff, and also you're very funny. You need to stick with that because uh-huh. I did like I was building a character, but I didn't know, and that has always stuck with me. Like
0: uh-huh.
1: I could like when I started, of course, I did Nicki Minaj and did did the the top 40, and I still do top 40, but like I did stuff that I thought had to be done for drag queens, and he was like." the 90s looks are what you need to do and you needed to do the comedy stuff because you were hilarious. And it was like, okay.
0: Yeah, cool. I'm going to stop you right here. We have just a short break here from a couple of the businesses that sponsor Lawrence Hits. And I say thank you to Daniel Smith for letting this show reach people's ears. Thank you, Daniel. And we'll be right back with more Talk With Me with Ms. Amanda Love and Nathan Stitt. So come back. Welcome back to Talk With Me. We're having such a great time. And as yes. I'm smiling and listening and thinking Love this it. is so cool, I, I want to emphasize again that, that what we're talking about, the shows that you're doing, the, the Miss Amanda <laughs> shows, are not just entertainment. They're also this huge connection and this, this huge you are beautiful whoever you are statement for people in the audience and on the stage. You get to try and play and do whatever you want to do, and it's all good. I mean, it's a, this, this wonderful safety, comfort, fun, exhilarating, this combination of things that everybody in the audience as well as people on the stage benefit from. And so this makes me really excited, and I'm just gonna say that little plug on air. I'm certainly hoping <laughs> that you will be part of Words Save Lives on Sunday, September 10th.
1: Yes, yes. I, I I wanna I wanna see how what I do can can work with that because yeah. like I have clean material. <laughs> it's uh,
0: whatever it is you know, right and working. and so that's the thing because it's another it's it's also that idea of creating a, a safe space for people to be and know that whoever they are whatever they've been through there are other people in the room who've been through it and that inspiration that if this person can be on stage about it and share some of their experience they're getting through this I'll get through this I'm not alone I'm as a a, a value as much of a valuable person as anybody else. And, right. and Word Save lives is on World Suicide Prevention Day, but it's not its not performances about suicide. Right. It's a bringing that's together... A,
1: that's of a little people. dark. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's in poets and stories and comedy, and this would yeah. be the first year when we'd actually have drag. I'm actually... I'm ho- also hoping that we'll have some improv as part of the comedy. That'd be cool. Some music. Cool stuff. And yes, it's on World Suicide Prevention Day. But hey, it's, it's, it's about... How do we it's suicide? a light on it we, but yeah we but we give people connection and belonging and value and when we build that up that's how you really make life worth living and that's what real suicide prevention is about so anyway i'm hoping <laughs> that ms amanda love will be a part of that and perhaps some friends as well and yeah uh, would say lives 17.7 09.10 event on Facebook. You can follow the development. Lots of great things already scheduled. And back to you, Ms.
1: Amanda. Yeah. No, that is years. awesome that that you're creating that. Because even if it's, you know, one event a year, but like it's it's something. And like, like you said, there's gonna be a, a cross of of art and and yeah. and people who I mean, I still, like I said, I've run into people that I've like either known of or whatever for years that go, I didn't know you were doing this show. Well, there's going to be people who go, I didn't know this or that. Yeah. Or vice versa. Like I'm going to probably learn just as much as people find out about me and and how it's okay to be express who you are. Yeah. Well, you're going to show, like people are going to show me. Yeah. I'm okay to express who I am because you're expressing who you are. Yeah. Okay. And be and like being open and honest with things. I mean like like people who have had issues with, with suicidal thoughts or even further. But I mean like even though I work in a bar, people with alcoholism or, or like people who've had struggles. Yeah. I see it. Yep. And and then and, and, and how much like I can either take their mind off of it or or allow them to be willing to open up and
0: yeah, it's okay. Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, if we want to talk about didn't flunk out, but I was asked to not come back to KU. I'm not <laughs> I mean, I'm my job is a little more secure than it was, but the, the paycheck to paycheck living I've had living on my like not that I've had the easiest time and there's I mean, I'm overweight if you want to go as far as like, there are things that I've had to struggle with mm-hmm. that I can be honest about mm-hmm. that if you look at me you go, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But it's the same. You like you can't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Something like like what you're putting on yeah. provides that for everybody.
0: Yeah. It's the fun space as opposed to the support groups that I also offer.
1: <laughs> right. And
0: anyway. and yeah. But we're saving lives, so look for Ms. Amanda Love to be on the bill. Just I'll, saying. Yeah,
1: I'll probably be there, like <laughs> rolling up as you're putting the lights down. It, <laughs> I'll be like, but I had to look good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go out till nine o'clock at night. I don't know. <laughs> we'll
0: put you on that part of the show. It'll be okay, 9
1: o'clock at and that way I can, if if, uh, if an f bomb should happen to.
0: It's okay. Happen. Believe me, it happens in poetry too. <laughs> right. Uh, so, for people who are who are listening closely and maybe need a reminder, because maybe you were laughing. July twentieth is the third anniversary show for Yes. Amanda Love, and that's a Thursday night at the Jazz House.
1: I was going to say because you had mentioned Facebook page. I was working on it. That's why I was like two minutes late getting here ah. today. Uh, I will today. I will post the Facebook event. So if you add me on Facebook, uh, Nathan's my first name. His Facebook took my name away. Uh, you can find it, and that way you can invite people. Like I always tell people, like invite people on there. Like yeah. I even joke, like invite your enemies if you don't like the show. Like <laughs> if you hated it, make sure they hate it too. <laughs> You can find
0: you on Facebook, Nathan Ms. It's Amanda, Amanda loves, loves it. Yeah, yeah. So all of that.
1: Yeah, I do have a fan page, but on the fan pages, you can't make Facebook events. You can't like you can't really interact with anybody.
0: Facebook kind
1: of fun. Yeah, they <laughs> try to charge you to advertise, oh. and it's like I'm a poor artist in the first place. Yeah, like no, and then my Facebook events. I can't invite over 500 people. Now, I have friends and fans from Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska, from Wichita, from Mm -hmm. Fort Hayes, where I hosted a show earlier this spring. No, they're probably not going to be able to come, so I won't invite them per se, but uh, in May, no, March, April, I don't know. A month earlier this year, Uh (laughs) I uh, actually uh, broke the thousand friend mark on Facebook, Uh which is not easy when, when I don't, I don't just go, oh, they suggested this, let me add them. They suggested it, let me add them. Like Uh I try to make sure I know who they are, yes, or at least they know who I am. Yeah. So, awesome, I have a thousand friends, but I can only invite five hundred. So the. page will be up this afternoon because I got the the posters and what done for it but you can add me and then find the event page because I'll be advertising like crazy
0: and the event page will be in the post on talk with me so people can get yeah,
1: that which I'll do. I can send you that poster too as a picture I can get the uh,
0: event page. Okay. Remember how it works. Um, Keeping
1: it easy. For but yeah, I mean, don't skip Nova Novocaine's show is next year. That's one thing when I have shows that I'm like, they're really big later on. But I'm like, but that's not the same show that's going nice to be here next week. Right. Because, like, when I did my birthday show and I was like, it's going to be so good. It's my birthday. And then I'm like, but there's still shows. Like,
0: yeah. Every different. show is awesome. and
1: Every show is awesome and different. in
0: some different ways.
1: I wanted to bring up when you came to the show a couple weeks ago uh-huh. and I had my green makeup. Uh-huh. That's not like my normal look. But the the open shows that I do, I try to do something different.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So I did the green Wicked Witch look that matched <laughs> all my numbers. Uh, I did like a Divine look one month. And so those open shows, I'm worried that there's always a contentation like a, a with people who actually go and want to see the show. They go, oh, these are... Young performers who, oh, they're not that good. I don't care. But I'm like, I'm still bringing something different. And these are the ones that in three years are going to be on RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh Like, this is where they started from. I didn't just start going, ta-da! I'm running the place. No, I was doing open shows. There are still shows I do in Kansas City where I don't get paid. Like, open shows are the ones you want to go to that are all different. Like I said, King show is... Novocaine hosting it's it's a different vibe it's different jokes like by the counts I have an opportunity to actually when I'm changing have time to do it I generally have six minutes to hurry and new dress new belt new jewelry Uh like it's hard for me to be able to give my all to a number While hosting and all that, I do my best and I hope people realize no, she's doing good. But like this next show, at least if you enjoy me, you can go, wow, like her hair was laid and her dress was like not sticking up in the back where her butt was hanging out, (laughs) which happens all the time. But usually it's because the dress is too short, not because it got stuck on my fat ass. But all the shows are different. So, Yes. yes, the the show on the twentieth, absolutely, come, come, come. Yeah, I have a very specific plan for it.
0: It's a secret. You have to be there. Right. So tell us a little bit about Drag King and and what that means, and of course promoting <laughs> that on Thursday, November thirteenth is Nova King's next show. So so what's what's unique about a Drag King's performance? sort of the range that a drag
1: king might do is set different okay. to a drag queen. Well, pretty much a drag king is like the reverse of a drag queen, where it's somebody who's female or, or at least like once was. I don't know. It's hard to it's, – it's it's female to male. Uh, of course, people who are trans can do it. So it be a male or a trans man can do drag – be a drag king but a trans it, it, it's a
0: man it would be somebody who was born identified female yeah and and really is male
1: and right. so with that it's still genuinely an over exaggeration like the drag kings that i know that are trans are not going to go out just looking like they would on the street mm-hmm. they would still spruce it up like add a little more facial hair than they can even get if they're on on like tea and, mm-hmm. and can grow some They'll Add more. And there's actually makeup like that you can do to oversaturate. Cause when you're on stage and you're blinded by a, a, a white light, if you don't put makeup on, you're going to a flatten out and be your like feminine bone structure mm-hmm. is going to show Uh Novocaine adds hair like, and then like, has has male clothes and performs male songs and is a very good illusion I should probably say it, it's a male illusion is is the best way to describe it uh he does a lot more on a on a on a hip hop urban side uh mm-hmm. which i i love that he does cuz he'll do songs i don't know mm-hmm. which is great because it brings in an audience that ain't going to know stuff that i do mm-hmm. um but there's also ones that like Like there are pageants for them, just like there are drag queen pageants Mm -hmm. where they'll wear a suit that's rhinestone head to toe. They'll do like Adam Lambert, production number, like there's a lot of different styles of drag kings, Mm -hmm. just like there's different drag queens. Uh, My friend Boris to death from, (laughs) it is Boris to death from Lasha. That, that's his character over in Kansas City. Host, <laughs> I think his show's this Sunday at Amber Mary's that he hosts. He's a comedy drag king that purposely paints on real heavy, puts gold tinfoil on her tooth. She, like, uh, Jessica has long hair, but she'll literally grease it up and give herself a comb over across her forehead. Uh-huh. And, and she's a bigger girl, and she'll get a Tight shirt and just have her stomach hanging out. Like, I don't remember exactly how she describes it, but like, she's like a Russian, she looks like a Russian, like, slumlord. And that's, that's her character. She's a Russian. And and that's completely different than Nova Kane. Uh-huh. But it's it's a character and that's what he plays. Uh-huh. So, yeah, drag kings are just that. They're, they're Emil, um, uh, male impersonation. Some of the drag queen is a female impersonation. Uh-huh.
0: Cool. So I'm going to ask, are there some favorite experiences you've had so far in terms of performing?
1: Um, I mean, I have definitely love traveling. Uh-huh. I mean, this year, like I said, I went out to and hosted Fort Hayes' Uh, drag show this year, and that was a lot of fun. Um, uh, performed in Omaha, Nebraska, my friend Katia attention Show. She did a couple of hers. Uh, even hosted one. So that was cool. Um, and then I did Wichita Pride this year. Um, sometimes it just kind of, when the number clicks, Um I will say, right after Pulse, that was pretty powerful night. Because uh-huh. like we opened with Seasons of Love and we all performed it together, and that was cool. Um, I've been asked this question before. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I would say, just like some stuff, like getting to do stuff that I thought would take me longer performing. Over at Missy B's a couple years ago. Cause like not that Missy B's is the end all be all, but it, it is a very popular well-known establishment that does drag.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I figured, okay, it's going to take me this long to work connections and get up to perform there. And I just kind of happenstance, like went backstage and drag when I wasn't supposed to. And, I get a tap on the shoulder, and they're like, who are you? You're not supposed to be back here. And I turn around, and it's Dirty Dorothy, and I'm like, hi, I'm Miss Miss Amanda. And she's like, oh, okay, girl. Want to perform? Yes, I do. (laughs) Like, I don't recommend it. Don't just walk into the back of Missy B's. (laughs) They're a lot more strict on that now. (laughs) But, uh, in fact, don't walk backstage at drag shows. People are getting naked. It's privacy. Don't be rude. But <laughs> it was a, it was exciting to get that opportunity. Um, what else? I don't know. I mean, like I've had just yeah, little things that like people coming up to me like after shows and going, "You're my favorite." That number was my favorite. That's that's. That's always the goal I have. Uh-huh. Like, like my my open show is not a competition. Like it says, it's a it, I call it the showcase showdown, which makes it sound like you know, like Price is Right. I gotta win, but uh, I don't want it to be that. I want it to be an opportunity to build and and let people try stuff. When we used to do open shows at Chateau, it was and. Uh, my sister Solana Solstice and I kept going back and forth winning and people slowly stopped going and slowly stopped participating and I saw like it's because we keep winning. And I was like, let's change that when I started doing them here. Uh Where was I going with that? I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, it's clear that you love doing this, that you love right. performing and you love providing the space for people to be there in the audience and the space for people to be there on the stage, Right. the space for people to make that transition. Maybe they've been thinking about it and then they get an opportunity. Right. What What's kind of the, the minimum investment that people need, though, to be able to perform? How does that work? Because, I mean, there's obviously a lot of stuff you could have. In, yeah. in your costuming as right. well as you know, knowing what your performance thing is going to be. So That's
1: a lot. I would say anyone who's like looking at any kind of performance going into it, I feel like they kind of need to look inside and see how far they want to go.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I want to one day do drag for a living Mm -hmm. so I'm going to invest more or enough to get to that point Mm -hmm. if somebody goes I just want to perform it's fun and open shows are fine and yeah it'd be cool to get paid but whatever I wouldn't on a a personal level be like then I wouldn't go out of your way to spend more Mm
0: -hmm. what kinds of things do you have as a serious performer what kinds of things do you have you accumulated over the years
1: Well, I would say, I mean, starting with a basic, like, foundation of I have my hip pads and butt pads, I have four layers of pantyhose, I have corsets and binders, and just to get my body shape, Mm -hmm. that the foam I used was not cheap.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like, we're talking 40 bucks, Mm -hmm. just for a piece of foam. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was telling somebody last night who was kind of asking... The makeup that was on my face last night, even though yes, like it's not a one-time use, the amount of products that were on my face was probably a hundred bucks.
0: Okay.
1: So they last a while, and I have several things because foundations and well, primer to foundation to to eyeshadows to to powders to all that. If you're wanting to invest and do good, you're gonna have to buy some some higher end stuff. You're you're dancing, you're on a warm stage with lights. Cover girl, don't cover boy has always been a, mm-hmm. a joke or a, a saying. You'll you'll wanna invest a little bit in makeup to to try and look good, whether how polished and the term fishy of looking like a female or not whatever like whatever your look is going to be at least for me i always say but make it polished even if you're just like i want to look like courtney love in the 90s (laughs) that's just some smeared eyeliner and whatnot but like make sure you're smearing it perfect Mm -hmm. and so so some decent makeup is always good if you're going to do multiple numbers i suggest multiple wigs uh I know queens that will wear one wig the whole night, but, like, the next show they'll wear a different wig. Uh, wigs can be really expensive. I have two wigs on the way. Each were $150. bucks. they are big, and I'm excited for them. But, I mean, you can go as cheap as a Halloween $20 wig. It's going to look like that. It depends on how invested you are.
0: Mm-hmm. And what your character is.
1: Right. Like, if you're like, I just want to play and I want to – you know, if I want to look like Cindy Lauper, I'm going to buy a Cindy Lauper Halloween wig. Uh-huh. Cool. Uh-huh. If you want to look like Cindy Lauper and actually look like her, you're gonna to have to find somebody who can make wigs, and uh-huh. you could get one that's eight inches tall and be great. Uh, that, like, the the fundamental stuff that you can build on. If you if you really want to take it serious, but even if it's just kind of a, a start and for fun. That's what I would suggest. A lot of like I would say over half my dresses are from Salvation Army. Mm -hmm. I just rhinestone them afterwards. Uh Like I put in the time to do the extra stuff. Uh I've built stuff up.
0: Uh Cool. So we're reaching those last minute or two of the show. I have
1: so much to say. I know.
0: (laughs) know. And so my hope is that people got excited, intrigued. Will be at the jazz house whatever Thursdays they can. Thursday, the 13th of right. July with Novocaine as the host. Thursday, the 20th of July for the third anniversary celebration. Happy birthday to Ms. Amanda Love shows. Yeah. Oh, cool.
1: The 28th right. will be an open show. Very so cool. So if, you if you're like, oh, I want to do it, 28th. Do it. Do it. 28th do it. is it's coming up. 27th, you got you got a couple weeks. 27th, I think. It's 27th. Right? Ah.
0: It's always on a Thursday. So okay. the, the last Jattown. Thursday
1: of the month Jattown. is the showcase Boy, showdown. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And I also want to give a shout-out again to Brandon Eisman for the great things that he's doing, transformations, direct brunches. I hope that he'll be doing Deja Brooks, Reading Rainbow at the library another time, because what a great thing for
1: Hopefully I can join him all these times.
0: Yeah, cool. And I also want to give a shout-out to Michael Deeker, who has been somebody who's performed with some of his Amanda Love shows. Michael has a play that he wrote and choreographed, That he is directing, that he is starring in. Run that's on the twenty-eighth. That is on Saturday, July
1: 29th. Oh, I'm so bad at (laughs)
0: Miss And tickets are fifteen dollars. 1425 of that goes to the sexual trauma and abuse care center where Michael is a volunteer. This is gonna be a show that puts lots of things on the stage in a superhero story with fabulous costumes, it's going to be a great thing that's going to appeal to people related to gender and sexual orientation and hard stuff like alcohol abuse, um, depression, all that stuff in a musical that Michael has created. So I'm going to be there. I hope lots of people will be there. So I have told you Thursdays at the Jazz House, Ms. Amanda Love Shows, be there, be there, be there, and support this great stuff that's going on to build me. Yes. Thank you, listeners, and so long.